You deserve to treat yourself. So turn your tax refund into a U-fund to give yourself a Straight Talk Wireless Extended Silver Unlimited plan and get a new Samsung Galaxy A14 on them. You can get a great everyday value on wireless with Straight Talk's unlimited plans starting at $25 a line per month for four lines. You're going to save so much. You'll be enjoying that refund all year long. It's the refund that keeps on refunding. Find Straight Talk at straighttalk.com or at your local Walmart store. Taxes and fees not included. Offer valid through April 14th, 2024 while supplies last. Online only. Must purchase a Straight Talk extended silver unlimited plan to qualify. Limit of five phones per customer. Family plan discount with four lines all on the silver unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. If you're a smoker or dipper looking to make a change, you really only need one reason to do it. But with Zen Nicotine Pouches, you can find many. Zen is America's number one nicotine pouch. It's made with only six simple ingredients. Plus, Zen is the only nicotine pouch with a 10-day hassle-free trial. There are lots of options when it comes to nicotine satisfaction, but there's only one Zen. Find yours in online or in a store near you at zen.com find. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get 150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. I owe you the biggest apology. I was so unbelievably condescending to you that day. I'm sure of it. I'm sure of it. I don't remember exactly. You told me, you told me, I just shot a pilot. I'm like, oh, good for you. We just met. Oh, good. For, congratulations, man. What's the pilot? It's the American version of The Office. And I literally went, oh, <laughs> you poor thing. The look on my face was like, you dumb sap. Hi, I'm Kevin Rom, and I am proud to say that I am the second lead of the acclaimed short film, Moosecock. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to, yes, Off the Beat. I am, as always, your host, Brian Baumgartner, and today's episode, well, I am very excited to welcome the amazing Kevin Rom into the studio Kevin has been on some of the biggest shows of all time from Desperate Housewives 
to Mad Men to most recently Madam Secretary. And man, does Kevin have range. On Desperate Housewives, he played Lee McDermott for over 60 episodes, and he got in touch with his sillier side, his words. On Mad Men, of course, he played Ted Chaw, a.k.a. rival to the one and only Don Draper. Truly, guys, Kevin is well, he is one of the best in the business. And so today, I'm excited to deep dive into his career from his LGBTQ representation on Desperate Housewives to what it means to be part of Mad Men's lasting legacy. And, of course, as you heard in his open, we will also talk about his biggest accomplishment to date, working with me, Brian Baumgartner, for our acclaimed short film, Moosecock. Yes, you did hear that right. Moosecock. I know, I know. With all the moose cock swirling in your brains, the suspense must be killing you. So here he is now, Kevin Rom. Bubble and squeak, I love it. Bubble and squeak, I know. Bubble and squeak, I cook it every morning left over from the night before. What's up? <laughs> Brian, how you doing, buddy? Kevin, I'm so happy to see you. What is going on, my friend? It's a lot and well, nothing and a lot and it's been forever. It has been forever. It's great to see you. I am delighted every time I see you on TV. That's all I'll say. <laughs> There's something about seeing somebody who you worked with so early on. You're like, yes. Every time. Yes, every time. Just excited. It excited yeah. uh looking forward to yeah all the good things uh it's funny there there came a, around the time that we met it stopped being a competition between other actors for me personally like i right. i got to the point in my career where if they were going to cast me it's like putting nutmeg in and if they're going to cast you it's like putting a little more spicy something and so it didn't feel like a competition if it like they're going to choose the best spice for the soup and these are my comrades in arms you know what i mean yeah, that's really an interesting point, right? Like they, <laughs> the proverbial they, are not choosing someone better. They're just choosing someone different. Ideally, I mean, look, look, I've I've shat the bed in many auditions. So they, like, there are times when they chose someone better because I was terrible. <laughs> but when it comes down to it, if you're if you're right for the role and you're you're what you're around what they're looking for. And, you know, there's another guy who's different than you. And, you know, like I, I read, I tested for, uh, according to Jim to be the brother-in-law. Okay. Have you seen according to Jim? I've seen according to Jim. Yes. We, we are, we are different. We are completely different human beings. And, and like, I walked into the screen test and I was like, okay, so it's either him or me. There's no, there's no in between. Right. Like they're going to go one way or the other. And I'm going to give my best version of it in this testing situation. That's so awkward anyway. Yeah. And then uh, they're going to, they're going to choose, but I didn't take it. You know, it still sucks, but um, <laughs> you can acknowledge that uh, it was a different, they were, they were making a different soup than what I was bringing to the table. Yes. But you, but yes, but so at, a, at a, around the time we met, you started being able to be happy for other people or other people yeah. you had met. Yeah, yeah, before before that, it was a competition. I've, I've, you know, there was a pie, and there was only so many slices. You know that metaphor, 
And around the time that we met, I started to get in a place where I was like, you know, there's room for, there's place for everybody to do well. Right. All right. We're going to talk about our meeting here very shortly, okay. but I want to, I want to go back to your childhood for just a little mm. bit. You grew up in Texas, as yeah, I understand. Louisiana, Louisiana and Texas. Born in Texas, raised in Louisiana, finished high school in Texas. Okay. But you also were in Atlanta because, you know, I was in Atlanta. Atlanta, Texas. Atlanta, Texas. Yes. Atlanta High School in Texas. And a Texas. queen city in Texas. It's a very, I think the, they were the, the running rabbits. And uh, I think there were, I want to say, 8,000 people in the town. Maybe 10. Okay. Tiny little town. That makes sense that I, I haven't heard of it. And also, I was going to ask you, <laughs> Atlanta High School, I wasn't familiar with. Yeah, I grew yeah. up and was born and bred there. Um, the running rabbits, that suits you, actually. You are, you're kind of like a rabbit, I feel like. <laughs> quick. Just, Used to be just quick. quick. Yeah. <laughs> Shifty, maybe. That's, that's closer. Did you do sports in high school or early on or? Early on, and then like eighth grade, I dislo—I was playing football. Uh, I dislocated, and I was never going to be a football player. Let's let's be real clear. I was I was five foot yeah. one my freshman year, um, five two my sophomore year. I didn't grow till much later in high school. So I uh, I quickly went into debate and speech okay. and debate, which led me to theater uh, in a weird way. And then um, I did I did cheerleading for one year uh, at a, at an all boys Catholic school in Louisiana. Oh, all all boys. I was about to ask if you you were small if you were if you were strong enough to to lift people up, but I, apparently you were lifted. Well, uh, well yeah, <laughs> uh, that's very funny of you to think that, and and I can <laughs> see that, and and uh, and I, I think in retrospect I probably should have been the one being lifted. Uh, we had an all girls sister school, and the, our girl cheerleaders came from them. And Got so, it. but Leah 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 Hudson, uh, who's who's <laughs> still friends of mine, was my cheerleading partner, and we were definitely the weakest links. Like we were, we were the bottom of, they needed eight couples and they're like, we, they had seven and they're like, ah, okay, well, let Leah, Kevin, come on. You, I guess we need eight. Let's go. We were, we were not very good. We had a lot of fun though. <laughs> well, I'm sure. But now wait a second. Uh-huh. Isn't uh-huh. the point of an all boys school yeah. to keep the boys and girls separate yet lifting and cohorting physically? I don't understand. Look, I made a very smart decision. I could either have gone to two a days in the summer and be around a bunch of sweaty, sweaty men smelling right. uh, with okay. no chance of ever playing a game because I was right. be third string. Uh, or I could go to cheerleading camp right. where there were 10 guys and 400 girls. Right. I mean, to be clear, though, to be the weakest length on the cheerleading squad, so, but at least you're playing. At least you're playing. At least you're Dude, in the I'm, game. I'm on the team, man. I'm. I, I. I got a letter. I am suited up. You have a letter. I got a letter. Yeah. Oh yeah. You I got a letter. letter. I got. Well, no. Well, it's not a jacket. No. It's a sweater. It's okay. a sweater. It's a letter sweater. They didn't give us. They. They literally. The football team was like, no, they can't have jackets. They can have sweaters. <laughs> All the jocks are like, no, that's not cool. They get a letter uh, sweater. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so. You're cheerleading, but you yeah. really start focusing on debate, and that brings you to theater. So you you started doing plays. Uh, yeah, so I you know debate was my thing, man. I I loved debate. I, I thought I wanted to go to law school. My grandmother said I could argue with a signpost, and so I when I moved high schools, when I quit the school in Shreveport, Louisiana, the All Boys Catholic School, I went to a public school in East Texas, and they didn't have a theater. They didn't have a debate program per se. They had a huge drama program. 
So okay. I got, I got kind of thrown into a drama class and like I had done, I did two Shakespeare plays my freshman and sophomore year, not by choice. Uh, cause my big brother, quote unquote, the, for the senior, you have a senior as a freshman. He's like, you're auditioning for the play. And I was like, no, I'm not. He goes, yeah, yeah, you are. And I was like, oh, okay. He was much bigger than I was. And he bought my beer on the weekend. So I said, okay. <laughs> so I, pl- I did, uh, I did, we did Julius Caesar my freshman year and it was fun. You know, I got the attention from the girls from the all girls school that way as well. And, um, Okay. And then when I got to Atlanta, Texas, yeah, they had a huge drama program and I kind of just jumped in. That's in where you, that, that's where you, you got the bug or you decided this is what you wanted to do. Well, I definitely got the bug. I, I, this is pre internet. This is pre, you know, no one had from any of those towns had gone on to make something of themselves in our industry. And so there was never a thought to do it professionally. It wasn't until I got to college and I thought, oh, I really enjoyed that in high school. Maybe I should try it in college. And I saw a play, I saw a, a, a two-hander, um, I can't think of any right now, a guy-girl show. And it was really good. And a girl I fell in love with, and she was amazing. And um, Tally's Folly, that's the play I saw. And I was like, wow, I should try that in college. And that's when that's when I jumped into the theater program. And that's when I was like, okay, I'm going to do this. I didn't know what I was going to do, but I was going to do this. And uh, and I, I was in a play every semester and never looked back from there, doing a ton of theater. Right. So yeah, similar to me, I found it like as an activity to do. Yeah, that was what I was going to do in high school. And right before college, actually, I decided, oh, I think I could actually do do this. And so I I went to school for it. It seems like you were a little bit later, but this is at BYU. Is that right? You yeah. Went to BYU? Wait, wait, where did you go? Where did you go to college to study, th- to study theater? SMU. Oh, wow. They had a good program, didn't they? Yeah, they did. Thank you for I mean, knowing. I mean, you, obviously, I, 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 SMU is one of the programs that I thought about going to grad school to get in. Okay. I thought about, because my intent, when I was in college, my intent was to go to grad school, get the MFA, yep. and then go to New York. And that was that was my intent. And of course, in like all, you know, all of the plans that changed, but um, that was the thought. You're at BYU, and you think you're going to go to grad school. Uh, well, at the first two years of BYU, the thought is, I'm going to go to law school. Um, this is just for doing the theater for fun. Um, going to go to law school. Cause that's how, you know, that's how I move up in the world. Right. And then like, I just got the bug and I said, st- then I started working and I started loving it. And I was like, I unbeknownst to me, I created a grad program for myself just by being lazy and not going to the other classes. <laughs> and so four years in, I'm like, okay, I need another year of education before I can graduate. And it's all general education. Like I needed sophomore English and I needed uh, two religion classes and I needed math. And my two best friends were leaving college and I was like, I can't be here anymore. I'm taking someone's spot. I wasn't, I was pretending to be Mormon at the time. You know, I was like, I can't, I got to get out of here. This is not for me. Um, and my, one of my best friends went to ACT in grad to grad school. My okay. other best friend went to New York to be an actress. And I was like, I'm already getting paid. I've already done, I, I'm, I'm SAG eligible. I've done two movies of the week. I've done promised land and touched by an angel as guest stars. I'm moving to LA. Let's go. Let's pack my 88 Honda Accord with one working headlight, let's go to Los Angeles. And so you decide to go to Los Angeles, but wait, I can't just, you were pretending to be Mormon. What? I don't what, explain well, that I phrase. Grew up Mormon. I grew up Mormon. Okay. You grew up. Mormon. <laughs> well, I grew up Mormon. Uh, I was baptized okay. Mormon. And then I did a mission for two years. I from 19 to 21. I went and knocked on doors in Switzerland and France and islands east of South Africa and tried to convince. That's where I heard this. Yes. Yeah. And then, uh, and then I it would go to BYU uh, mainly because I knew if I went anywhere else that my friends from high school were at, I would leave Mormonism very qu- quicker, probably. Like okay. all my friends were at LSU and, and UT and, uh, and uh, A&M. Um, 
And I was like, I can't go there because I'll, I'll get in trouble fast. And so I went to BYU trying to be the good boy. And then within two years, I was like, I, this is not for me. I got to get out of this. And I, then you, but you have to be doing the things to stay there. Like you have to go to church. You have to have a bishop sign a thing saying you're doing all the things. And so you have to lie ultimately. Um, so I, I just, I was, I had to, you know, I'd go to Salt Lake with my friends on Saturday night and then I'd teach Sunday school on Sunday morning. So that was, that's what pretending to be Mormon means. Right. Okay. So because you did the, the, the missionary trip, you're older. Yeah. Right. So you, yeah, you, you start, yeah, I started at 21. Right. So that makes sense. Like that, you know, you're, you're thinking about grad school, but at that point, you know, you start to get experience, you start to get maturity. As you said, you start to get jobs. Now, when you worked on Touched by an Angel, was that filmed in Utah? Yeah. Is that how yeah. you Salt, Promised Land and Touched by an Angel were both shot in Salt Lake City, in and around okay. Salt Lake. Uh, and they always had like one movie the week came through every year. A big movie would come through every year. They had a, they had a decent, you know, in, they had a decent market in Salt Lake. And they, you know, there was a modeling agency in Salt Lake City. It's a funny story, actually. Uh, Aaron Eckhart was a year ahead of me at BYU. Okay. And he was a film student, not really in the acting tract, you know, and, um, and he was getting work as a mo- he was with this modeling agency. And I was like, if that guy can get work, I can get work. And I went and got his agent. Cause he would be, he was like the helicopter pilot. And like, you know, he was like, he would right. get these day jobs. They're paying like 500 bucks a day. Right. And I'm like, I can do that. That's better than delivering flowers on the weekend. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> I'll go do that. And, uh, so I literally went to Salt Lake and got his agent and that's how I started. It was like, I started booking, you know, local commercials and radio spots and all that kind of stuff. It was a hand model for one day once. Just the left hand though. It's better than the right hand. Your left hand is more attractive than your right I, hand. I, that's 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 what I was told. That's what I was told by professionals. I'm just going to leave that for now. Now, I, I, I don't I don't need to go deep into this, but I w- I will tell you a story about Salt Lake because you say you went out in Salt Lake. Oh, now now things are different. Things are different now. I understand, and I have been back. Yes, and by the way, Salt Lake City, beautiful city, very nice, beautiful Gorgeous. state, Great. Utah. I love it. Now uh-huh. I. There was another show that filmed there that I happened to do a couple of episodes on, I think, Everwood. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. There in Utah. And I remember arriving. This is such a tangent. I remember arriving (laughs) on the day of the national championship basketball tournament. Right. So the final four, but the championship day, it's always a Monday. I check into the hotel and I'm like, where is a a bar? I want to watch the game. I'm a sports fan. And they were like, oh, okay, well, it's down. And I remember walking down this highway, walking down this highway, it starts snowing. And I get to a sports bar, just think chilies. I don't know. And they ask me for my membership number. And I'm like, this is a sports, what do you, is this uh-huh. a, and you had to have, you had to be registered in order to enter an establishment. You join the private club. Yes. To join the private club. Of Applebee's or whatever, like yes, you literally yes, yes, had yes, yes, to join. Yes. Applebee's. Well, it's, it's where the it's it's behind the ropes of Applebee's. You're right. It's like it's like the VIP of Applebee's. You right. come behind, and you I was like twenty dollars. Well, can I? Yeah, no, no. It was like two dollars. I was like, how much is it to join? Two dollars. But I guess I'm registered in the state of Utah for having a at you know, at that one Applebee's. Just at that, that one. one, app- just it's, the it's, one. It's, it does not. It's not. If you go, if you go down to Weber. 
It does not. It's not transfer to the. It's Weber not. Store. It's not transferable. Mm. No, non-transferable. Makes sense. I so my version of that is I'm at BYU. I decide I want a beer. I'm like I'm done with Mormonism. I just all I want is a beer. I haven't had a beer in probably five or six, seven years. It's probably okay. ice or cream. a hot beverage. And, yes, go or, ahead. Or a hot toddy. You know, hot beverage. Yes. Yes. Um, <laughs> those are just as bad, obviously. Yeah. Uh, you know your Mormonism. You know your word I of do. wisdom. I do. So uh, there's there was two bars in Provo. One of them was called the ABC Bar, dive little dive bar in downtown Provo, and the other one was at the Marriott which you could possibly run into someone. And so I figured anyone who I run into at the ABC bar is not going to narc on me because I'm not going to narc on them. The joke is if you want to drink a beer, invite invite one Mormon over because if you invite you know, if two Mormons over, they won't drink, but one will drink your beer. Okay. Um, so you go in, I go up to the door and I have, I'm a poor college student. I have like $20 in my pocket and I get to the door and the door guy goes, are you a member? And I think of the church. And I'm like, um, cause I'm, I, I have the Mormon boy haircut. I'm in khakis. <laughs> like I look like a Mormon missionary still. And he goes, are you a member? And I went, um, no. And he goes of, of the bar. You have to be a member of the bar. And I'm from Louisiana <laughs> where at 14, you could walk up to anywhere and they'd give you a beer for free. <laughs> right. You know, it's like, whatever kid here, have, right. a, have, a, have, a, have a hurricane 12 year old. Um, <laughs> right. And so. I'm like, I'm, I have to be a member. Of, I was so confused. I was like, you have to be a member of what? He goes, the bar. You have to join the bar. And he, I said, how much? And he told me 20 bucks. And I had 20 bucks in my pocket. And I, that's if I pay them to join, I can't afford to buy a drink. And so I, and I go, I just kind of go, dude, I only have $20. And he goes, well, someone can sponsor you. And they, he turns and he goes, anyone here want to sponsor this kid? And there's like maybe 10 people. There's a dartboard in the back and the jukebox. And it's like the record skips. Everyone turns and looks at me. And they all look me up and down, pause, and then look away. And not one person, oh. not one person <laughs> sponsored me. And I was like, oh my God, this is awful. I just went, okay. And I just, I, I sunk my head and I went home. I did not get a beer that night. I did not get a beer. <laughs> wow. Well, you had, mm-hmm. you had people, you had people, even though you thought there was nobody watching you, there were people watching you. Oh yeah. Yeah. Someone, someone was watching. The Lord, the Lord was watching. Yes, the Lord was watching. <laughs> you deserve to treat yourself. So turn your tax refund into a U fund and give yourself a Straight Talk Wireless Extended Silver Unlimited plan and a brand new Samsung A14 on them. Straight Talk Unlimited plans start at $25 a line per month for four lines. You're going to save so much, you're going to be enjoying that refund all year long. It's the refund that keeps on refunding. Who wouldn't like a few extra bucks in their pocket? I certainly would. Money for a golf round, perhaps? Tickets to a concert or a game? Straight Talk is a great everyday value on wireless. Plus, it all runs on the most reliable 5G network in America. So treat yourself to Straight Talk today. Find Straight Talk at straighttalk.com or at your local Walmart store. Taxes and fees not included. Offer valid through April 14th, 2024, while supplies last. Online only. Must purchase a Straight Talk Extended Silver Unlimited plan to qualify. Limit of five phones per customer. Family plan discount with four lines all on the Silver Unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount. Straight Talk utilizes the network with the most first place rankings and root metrics. 1H 2023 5G reliability assessments of 125 metros. Results may vary. Not an endorsement there's plenty to celebrate in march and
National Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get 150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Ready to unlock a world of entertainment? Philips Roku TV has America's favorite TV streaming platform built in. So you can watch live TV, catch every game, discover must-see shows and hit movies, and get all the best streaming apps in one place, like iHeart, for all your favorite music, radio, and podcasts. Watch what you want, when you want. Immerse yourself in entertainment with premium 4K picture and sound for every budget, with sizes for every room. Find your perfect Philips Roku TV today, online or at your local Walmart and Sam's Club. You moved to Los Angeles and then what? You you worked to get an agent and you start auditioning? Is this this is how it goes? So I was I was head of the game, as you know. Um, well, an agent wouldn't see you at the time uh, unless you were eligible or already SAG. And you know, it's yeah. kind of like you have to get a job to become SAG, but no one would give you a job unless you were SAG. It's one of those. And so the way to get your SAG card is either to become an extra for multiple days where you have to become friends with the ADs and they give you a voucher and that takes a while. And the other way is to get cast in something where they call it called what's Taft Hartley. You know this, but the audience may not know. You get what's called Taft Hartley and they have to pay a fine to hire you and say, there's no one else who can do this job in town that's union. So we're going to make this kid eligible. And so I did that in Utah. So I was ahead of the game. Yes. But by being SAG eligible, uh, I had I had a tape at the time, literally on tape. Nice. So I had I had I had five minutes of me on camera that I could show people, and I had won this acting award in college, and so I thought that was going to be a big entryway. And so, and then David Giella, who was the casting director for Touched by an Angel and Promised Land at the time, I reached out to him. He actually reached out to me and said, "When are you moving to LA?" And I said, actually, I'm coming in a couple of months. And he goes, okay, well, let me know when you get in town. And uh, I put together, I spent like, you know, $200 at Kinko's, money I didn't have, making color copies of the newspaper stuff from when I won right. this playwriting, this National Acting Award. Um, and, the, and the play I was in won the National Playwriting Award. And we get to perform it in Kennedy Center in D.C. And it's like the Heisman of acting, right? And, but but, That's but right. no one knows about it. So it's, the I, No, the Irene... Irene, Irene Ryan, yeah, yeah, Ryan yeah. Award. Yes, this the, is a the big The Granny deal. Clampett Award is my friends. My friends call it the Granny Clampett Award. Um, <laughs> so I, 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 I put together this packet and like my resume, and but like it's mainly is like 
it's like 10 color pages of, of this stuff about the Irene Ryan and the, the national player running award and all that stuff. And, uh, I submitted, David gave me, uh, David Giella gave me like 20 agencies to submit to. And I, so I have 20 copies of this that I submitted, you know, attention. So-and-so at this agency, uh, referred by David Giella. Just say, I can't, I say there's 20 of them that I submitted to like three of them. Some assistant called me and goes, Hey dude, come pick this up. It's I, they're going to throw it away. And it's just this, I, you put together a lot of work into this. It's really nice. I don't want to throw it away. You, you should probably come pick it up. I'm like, okay, thanks. No word from anyone else. And then two of them call me. Um, I get two meetings out of it. And like, you know, one of them is the artist agency where I ended up, uh, uh, signing with at the time. And, uh, I said, so what about the, like, I just, for my reference, like what, what did you like about the packet? they're like, what packet? And I'm like the, the 20 pages of color copies of information about my, my accolades from college theater. Um, that clearly are the reason I'm in this room. They're like, Oh no, no, we just saw David's name on the cover. And then someone called you. It has nothing to do. You could have written said, Hey, David said, call you. And we would have called you. I was like, Oh, cool. Thanks. Man. It's, like, it's like all that energy. And like, Oh, that's so good. I, by the way, I did the same thing. I'm sure right? no one called me. No one <laughs> called me to pick up my packets. I, I ran into one of them uh, fairly recently. Uh, you had the packet still? I had it somewhere. Yes, I ran into it like in oh. my archives. I don't know. Do I have an archives? In my I hope closet. Somewhere, I hope somewhere there's a copy of that. I know I know. I have some old headshots and stuff like that, but I, I hope somewhere is, I mean, somewhere is the newspaper clippings, but I don't know if right. I have the, the colored copied I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't spend the extra money to get the spiraling put on it. Like that was too much. Right. I think I stapled it. What were some of the challenges for you starting out once you moved to Los Angeles? Did it, was it easier, harder than you expected it to be or? It was or harder. What? It was hard. I was, it was hard. I mean, like I, uh, it seemed like this impenetrable fortress. Like it felt like you were walking up to like one of those old Babylonian cities and there's a, there's one gate and you, and you can you can hear what's happening inside, and but you can't figure out your way over this wall or through this gate. And it just felt like there was. It felt like it was really slow. Like everything was just crazy slow. It's like you know I put all this together and email mailed them, and I you mailed them at the time. Like instead of dro- they're not going to let you drop them off, so you had to wait a week before you could possibly hear something. You know, so it's like a week of doing what? What do I do for a week? Uh, I, you know, you get a job to make money. I play basketball and pickup games and outdoor parks. And, you know, it's like, what do you do with your time? I hadn't found an acting class yet. Um, so I started waiting tables and, uh, just feel like a long time until I got situated. I, I had some horrible apartment experiences. And I mean, I, I rented a room from this cat lady that I found, you know, in the, I can't remember where I found the ad, but like I rent, it was like, you know, less than $200 a month. I was renting this one room in this house of this woman who managed the house and the apartments behind it. And I literally, there was just dog and cat hair everywhere. And like, I would just go in there and sleep at night and then I'd leave all day because I didn't know what to do. I was like, what do you do? (laughs) So eventually you get a role in Jesse. Yes. And then what your first, well, before that, the first one was everything's relative. Okay. So that was four episodes. It was me and Jeffrey Tambor, Jill Clayberg, and Eric Schaefer. It was they, it was wannabe Arrested Development. Okay. It was Mitch Hurwitz. It was Jim Vallely, geniuses, and I was the Bateman character and the put out in the center of the family, keeping everyone together. And they hadn't figured it out yet, right? They hadn't worked it out yet. But I read for that once a month 
for six months, Allison Jones would bring me in and I would read and they'd be like, that's exactly what we're looking for. Who's next? Like, cause they were looking for Jay. They wanted Jason Bateman. They wanted someone with a name to come in and be the lead of their show. And finally they cast Jeffrey Tambor and then they could cast a, a nobody as the, as the guy, as the kid. And uh, we did four episodes. We were after Just Shoot Me, I think, on NBC in the, in the spring. And they canned it immediately. And then I jumped on Jesse. That's what then people in the business know who I knew who I was. I did another pilot right after that with Patrick Warburton. Patrick and I did a pilot together called Jeff of the Universe, where I was Jeff. And, uh, and my claim to fame at the time was I, I read again, like one of the people reading for that role was John Cryer. Okay. And I was like, I walked into the audition room and I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? I'm reading against John Carter. There's no way I get this job. Of course, Ducky gets this job. How do I, how do I get a job? It's John Cryer. John Cryer is going to get this job. And I, was, and I I think because he was one of the people testing, I completely relaxed. And I think that's why I got the job. Cause I was like, oh, I'm not going to get this job. So I'm just going right. to try to be the best I can in this room. So for the next job, right. So maybe they'll, maybe these people will like me and I'll get up, I'll get another part on the show later on. So I think right. that's part of the reason I booked that pilot. And then, then I jumped, then I jumped on Jesse that summer. It was like, that was back to back to back those three jobs. So your career is, is taking off at this point. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You're starting to feel good and confident. Oh, maybe a little too confident. Maybe, too confident? <laughs> maybe, maybe a little, maybe a little too confident. Maybe I'm not going to, yeah. And then judging Amy, that's judging your, Amy, yeah. that's your first long time show right more than more than yeah jesse i did one year everything's relative was four episodes this was three seasons like i did three full years of 22 episodes a year i bought my house like this is that was the one that like okay uh i can yeah i've i'm now a working actor full time right and then we met right after i left judging amy yeah no so that's where i'm gonna go i mean for, first off Three years and that stability that that brings. What did that? Oh. What did that give oh. you as an actor? Uh, well, besides your house, a little too. I'll get, uh, besides a home and my, yeah. literally my first home, like my first, not just a house, but my first home where I, I, I created a safe place for myself. That was the positive side of it. It gave me oodles of confidence as I mean, working with Tyne Daly and Amy Brenneman on the regular. And feeling like I was holding my own with them made me feel like I deserve to be in the room. I deserve to be in the, in the talk. Like I felt like I, I and, and, and really naively of me, myself, uh, I felt like, okay, I've been number three on a TV, hit acclaimed TV show. Not, not, a, not a part of the zeitgeist or a juggernaut ratings wise, but like well-respected. Uh, it's respected for its acting at least, you know. Yep. Um, so the next step is I'll get my own show. That's the next step. Yeah. And so maybe a little too confident walking <laughs> into that <laughs> when I walked out of judging Amy. So I leave judging Amy and it's like, I, uh, they're going to do one more year. They're letting, um, uh, Oh gosh, what's I'm going to, I can't believe I forgot his name. He left the show. He was going to come back for the last year and I had replaced him ostensibly. So anyway, so they, I, anyway, so I leave, I leave the show. And I'm like riding high, man. This is like this coming, this is back when they had pilot season. You know, I leave in the spring, I have the summer off, I do a, you know, motorcycle trip to Europe, blah, blah, blah. And then that, that like November, I get an audition for this cable show for a network I'd never heard of. And um, 
it's a really good script. Like really, like I was like, holy cow, this is amazing. And I, I go in and I meet the creator and I read for it. And they're like, yeah, we want you to test for this. And I get the test deal. And it is half of my quote for half of the amount of episodes. Right. So, and this is November. So pilot season's January, February, where I'm going to get my own show. Right. Because that's what happens next. And this is like an ensemble show. And I'm definitely not the lead, not even like maybe like the fifth lead, but it's a really, really good script. And I really like this guy who wrote it. And and I say, look, guys, I can't, I can't test for this. This is not, you know, I'm going to take a fourth of my pay and I'm going to, I'm, I'm about to get my own show, guys. So right. thank you. But good luck with your little show on a network called FX, whatever that is. Uh, that show was The Shield. Um, and, uh, and so, uh, and that person was Sean Ryan, who, uh, who, who, uh, and I look, I don't know that I would have gotten the part, but I was in the, I was in the mix for the part. Right. Right. And then I, what I, what happened that pilot seasons, if you, if you can guess already is I did not get my own show. Right. Not only did I not get my own show, I did not get any shows. I right. tested, uh, I don't know how many times I tested, but it was in the high teens, I tested for things and didn't book anything. And I learned my lesson I learned was that zero times five years is still zero. <laughs> and I was, I was a little humbled after that year. And this brings us to moose cock. Oh man. So oh, man. I mean, listen, Oh, Kevin and I met on a little project and it's called moose cock. It mm -hmm. exists out it there. It exists out there. It's out there. And so coming off of, of this show, I'm more surprised that you said yes than I did. I had at the time shot a pilot mm -hmm. for mm -hmm. a show called the office mm -hmm. that everyone, <laughs> including you, oh, will, oh. Ev everybody that I worked with was sure was doomed for absolute failure. I owe you the biggest apology. I was so unbelievably condescending to you that day. I'm sure of it. I'm sure of it. I don't remember exactly. You told me, you told me, I just shot a pilot. I'm like, oh, good for you. We just met. Oh, good. For, congratulations, man. What's the pilot? It's the American version of The Office. And I literally went, oh, <laughs> you poor thing. The look on my face was like, you dumb sap. I hope you, I hope you saved every fucking penny they gave you. This shit is going nowhere. Have you seen the original office? There's no way. There's no one you can cast to compete. Yeah. There is no Steve Carell out there to create this. Oh my God. I was so everyone will, will our director writer was condescending. We were all like you poor dumb sap. Yeah. Hopefully this well, makes it to festivals for you. <laughs> <laughs> um, we, we, we both, we both said yes. Now I have to tell you, I don't know. I, I need to know from you if this is true for you. I mean, I do a lot of appearances at colleges now. I'm invited. I'm not just hanging out on campus. Um, <laughs> important note, important note. That's the important that's note. Good, good information. But undoubtedly some smart ass in the audience will raise their hand. Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. start talking effusively about admiring my work <laughs> in Moosecock. <laughs> and it is a title that brings confusion, mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. unsettledness. Is that yes, a word? Yes. I don't think yes. so. Are you asked about Moosecock? Not as often. Not okay. as often as you are. I'm not doing uh, the, my college uh, experience. I, my uh, college tours aren't sanctioned. 
<laughs> and so I'm just hanging out looking for a cheap salad. Right. And so uh, I, I, I feel like college kids are the ones who are going to do a deep dive on IMDb yeah. to say the funny thing in front of their buddies. So they're going to find it. Yeah. Um, yeah so no, I, I don't, I don't get it as much. I get it like every, every once in a while. Right. But yeah, not as often. Well, it's there. It's, so it's a part of the record. It's really funny. It is. It's funny. It's funny. The stuff, the stuff we got to do together, I, I loved. I mean, you got to go. You went on and did all of this other stuff that I wasn't a part of. But like, I that was a fun day for me. Like, I it really was. enjoyed shooting that with you. Yes. And I it, like he let us play. It was like it was like a whole thing. Like, I really enjoyed that experience. Yes. That was one of the that was one of the first times I walked onto a set and, and felt confident to play. You know what I mean? Like, because it was Will. We knew it was our buddy, and he yep. and he cast us because he knew we could do it. And so I didn't feel any weird pressure about being something or doing something extra. Yeah. No, I remember it being incredibly fun and never could I have dreamed it could have won the Oscar and I, it, it would not have gotten as much attention, but for the name for me, all of these years later, <laughs> <laughs> I love that you still get it. Oh yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> no comment. <laughs> You deserve to treat yourself, so turn your tax refund into a U-fund and give yourself a Straight Talk Wireless Extended Silver Unlimited plan and a brand new Samsung A14 on them. Straight Talk Unlimited plans start at $25 a line per month for four lines. You're going to save so much, you're going to be enjoying that refund all year long. It's the refund that keeps on refunding. Who wouldn't like a few extra bucks in their pocket? I certainly would. Money for a golf round, perhaps? Tickets to a concert or a game? Straight Talk is a great everyday value on wireless. Plus, it all runs on the most reliable 5G network in America. So treat yourself to Straight Talk today. Find Straight Talk at straighttalk.com or at your local Walmart store. Taxes and fees not included. Offer valid through April 14th, 2024, while supplies last. Online only. Must purchase a Straight Talk Extended Silver Unlimited plan to qualify. Limit of five phones per customer. Family plan discount with four lines all on the Silver Unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount. Straight Talk utilizes the network with the most first place rankings and root metrics. 1H 2023 5G reliability assessments of 125 metros. Results may vary. Not in endorsement there's plenty to celebrate in march and ex craft month with the perfect pizza at home class from craftsy and anytime is right to listen to iheart radio's iheart country radio discover more shows and movies for free BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, 
sports, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get 150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms, 21 plus only. Virginia only, new customer offer, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Ready to unlock a world of entertainment? Philips Roku TV has America's favorite TV streaming platform built in. So you can watch live TV, catch every game, discover must-see shows and hit movies, and get all the best streaming apps in one place, like iHeart, for all your favorite music, radio, and podcasts. Watch what you want, when you want. Immerse yourself in entertainment with premium 4K picture and sound for every budget, with sizes for every room. Find your perfect Philips Roku TV today, online or at your local Walmart and Sam's Club. So, things don't go quite as you expect them to go. However, shortly thereafter, you start a run of shows, historic shows, one might say. I'm very, very jealous of this, and and I mean this sincerely, with Desperate Housewives starting on a show that's already established, that you don't have to sort of fight to invent the world is there and created by the time you get on talk to me a little bit were you a fan had you watched desperate housewives before auditioning or how did that come about i i was like everyone else in the country for the first two seasons i was i was a fan i watched religiously loved the ladies loved what they were doing i loved mark's the tone that mark took with the show i thought it was so unique and interesting and um, there's a reason it's, it was part of the zeitgeist. Um, and then I got the audition for it and it's funny cause like I, I was dating my now wife, uh, long distance and, uh, she, uh, she, we, she had come to visit me in LA. And of course the minute she booked a flight to come visit me, I booked a job and I was doing an episode of scrubs as a guest and my character had, a, had been bitten by a, a tick and had Lyme's disease. And so they finally had to shave my head to find the tick. And, um, so I'm in a bald cap. And my audition, let's say, let's say it's at four o'clock. My audition's at four o'clock for Housewives, and I'm supposed to read for Leap for Bob. And um, they don't let me out there. Let me I take my ball cap off until like three thirty. And they're like, if you're not here by four, you can't get in. And I race down this down the street from each other, and she's in the car with me. And I pull up to the lot, and uh, that 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 entrance entrance there on the left at Universal. I have like ten minutes to get in, and I'm like, I'm racing, and, the, and I give give my ID, and he's like, okay, what about her? And I'm like, what about her? He's like, she can't, she's not on the list. I'm like, well, she's with me. She's just going to sit in the car. That's okay. And they're like, no, no, she can't come on a lot. I'm like, no, well, I don't understand what you, what you want her to sit on the curb? Like, what do you want from me right now? And I'm, I just, I'm getting so mad at this poor person doing their job and uh, I'm becoming, I'm like, what do you, and they're like, yeah, she's got, I'm like, no, she's, I'm not. And my now wife, Amy, she goes, Kevin, go to your audition. I'm going to stand, I'm going to get out of the car and I'm going to stand here on the curb while you, and I'm like, no, you are, I'm not letting you stand on the curb. While I go read for this, and I'm not even sure I want to do this. I'm not even sure I want to be on the show. And so I go, I, so I find going in the, I get there at like 3.59 and I go in and I read Bob and Bart Cherry goes, did you look at Lee? And I go, yeah, he's funnier. And he goes, okay. he goes, will you look at it? I go, yeah, give me two minutes. It's fine. Give me two <laughs> minutes. And I go outside and I look at it for two minutes and I come back in and I just become a bitchy queen. I just, I'm like 
mm, uh-uh, mm, mm. And, and that's so I think the gate guard because I think because I was so heated when I walked in that's how I got the job. And now my wife takes full credit for me getting that job. Right, um, right. But yeah, it was walking into an established world. Uh, it was just fun. Like it was just play. And they would write, they would just write the biggest, funnest stuff for me. And I would just see if I could do it. And, uh, and I would say, let's go. Let's how big can, there was one, one of my favorite moments of the whole show is there. And I, when I read it, I laughed out loud and it's a, it's a sight gag where they're like, and behind her, you see Lee skating down the street, like roller skating. And they never explain it. They never see it again. I never talk about skating, but I'm wearing like shorts and knee pads and like a, a a bright yellow sweater vest, and and I skateboard. I like. I mean, I, I I roller skate behind. You know, like I just it was just silly and fun. And uh, yeah, it started it started a run of like if you want your show to end in three years, I'm your guy. Bring me in. <laughs> you got about three more good years, and then we're done, people. Yeah, but that's that's not a bad number of years. No, no, it's a good number. Mark Cherry, oh. the creator, who you mentioned. Mm-hmm has said that he wanted to treat Lee and Bob like the heterosexual couples on the show. Um, yeah. This is an approach that is uh, ahead of its time at this point, right, for network television, to treat them just like any other couples. Obviously, gay marriage is not legalized at this point. Did he yeah. talk to you about this, or did this was this a part of the conversation? He introduced me as the fifth housewife. In the in the room in the right in like the in any time we did press anytime he's like Lee is the fifth housewife that's the that's and that's how he that's how everybody thought of them you know and some people were okay with it and some weren't and some people were different versions of okay with it um, I mean one of the one of my audition scenes was the scene with Terry Hatcher where she shows up to give us to introduce herself and give us cookies and um, uh, she realizes in the scene that we're not couples we're not a couple we're not a partners as in business partners we're life partners and like the like moment that that realization happens was one of my audition scenes and oh, wow. i added this bit in the audition where she's supposed we say something she says something we say something and then she realizes and uh it's between her lines that she realizes and so in between the pause i just turned to bob and i go wait for it <laughs> and she and so and then she realizes which killed in the audition right it killed right. in the audition it wasn't on the page and it killed in the audition and then i i made the mistake of doing it in rehearsal without telling her on my right. first day and and she goes what are you what are you doing what are you what are you doing that's not on the page and and i was like oh i just i had something i did in the audition and they thought it was funny she goes yeah i don't i don't we're not going to do it like that are we and like turn to the director and he goes no no we're not going to do that <laughs> <laughs> because what you realize is they cut away, they would cut away from her instead of, and so it wouldn't just, the camera wouldn't stay on her. It would cut away to me and go back to her. And she's like, no, we're going to stay on me. New boy. We don't know you yet. We'll see. You <laughs> might, you might earn that take later, but we'll see for now. The camera's going to stay on the lead of the show. I was like, okay, cool. Good to know. Good to know. <laughs> oh, that is, that is so amazing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's so good. I love Terry. Uh, um, what do you think that show's legacy is today? It's it's hard. It was so big at the time. It was so big. It was so big. Um, I have really good friends from that still. I don't know. I don't know where it will stack up. Look, it's not, it's not mash for me. Right. You know, it's not Sopranos for me, but as far as comedies, man, it's up there. I, I it'll be interesting in 
15 years from now to see if it holds up. You know what I mean? And whether or not I, I, it feels kind of universal though. I, I, you know, it's, I feel like it's, I haven't, we, I haven't seen it. I don't, you know, I don't even know if it's airing anywhere right now. I'd be interested, you know, now it seems like the time of reunions and I'd be interested to see if there would ever, if that is even possible, you know, what the story would be, if, if it's possible to do that or if it's, or if it's just dead in the water, I don't know, but I, you know, I'd be, I'd be interested to see what those people are doing. Yeah. You mentioned the Sopranos widely yeah. considered by myself included the greatest drama television show of all time you put you put the, you put it above the wire i do for me it's for me it's number one okay. but there's there's a top five that is really close and you are in one of those mad men um ted chaw you joined that show late as well um just an un believable performance I, I have to i have to tell you there was just this disarming confidence and presentness there was just something that was so pleasurable even when we weren't rooting for you especially early on that i just i found so remarkable so you should feel just so good about that performance that is very this is very very kind of you I, I, they um that was uh, a special 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 place you you've you know John Ham and I you talked to him recently. Um, what it, he's I, and he's the guy you want as your number one. He's the guy you want leading the ship as from the actor's point of view. Matt Weiner, crazy smart and 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 so focused and has such a strong strong point of view. And he's the guy you want leading the ship that way. You know, demanding of everyone to bring their A game. I mean, everyone from top to bottom. I mean, I I that it, there's. <clears throat> I have so many stories about that show. There's, there's a scene where uh, my secretary hands me a plane ticket. I'm going to California. And it's in front of my office. And then I think, I think uh, Lizzie comes up, Peggy comes up to complain about something. And Moira's handing me the ticket. I literally take the ticket and I put it in my pocket. Like you see it the outside of the, sh the ticket for a second. And that was it. You never, you never see me open it later. You never, you know, that ticket, when I mean, you open it up, is a carbon copy plane ticket like they had during the time. And I guarantee you, if you look up the dates of the flights of that day, then flight number's correct. The time is correct. It's a carbon copy. And I, that's one of the things I kept. I, it, it ended up in my pocket. I took it back to my trailer and I was like, oh, I'll, I'll give it to him tomorrow. And I forgot about it. And I, at, at the end, I just put it in a book and took it home. So it's in a book somewhere in my bookcase. Um, yeah. <clears throat> but like, if they handed you a file on Hershey, it was a file on Hershey. It was 20 pages of information about Hershey and not the same page over and over again. Right. It was someone, someone somewhere had spent the weekend creating a file on Hershey candy bar. And so in the scene, when you look down at any page, you could become lost in that. The world was so like, there was a, was a moment where Elizabeth had a poster of a jazz festival um, in the behind her. And like Matt came into a rehearsal and was like, nope. That doesn't happen for three months. Take it down. Get the other one. Or that's not till next year. Or, you know, something like, you know, just the detail. That painting hasn't been painted yet. That hasn't happened yet. Like that Housewives was similar in the sense that Mark Cherry and 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 Matt Weiner gave you the the box, man. Here's the box. This is this is the box we're playing in. And then you could go crazy in that box. Right. And so I remember getting to Lethal Weapon 
and I was like, okay, tell me what the box is. Where give me the box? And and uh, and they were like, oh, that's cool. Just do whatever. You're doing great. I'm like, no, but I need what's the what's the give me the give me the box, man. What's the give me this box? I need I need this box so I can. And they're like, no, you're doing you're doing great. It's fine. I'm like, but can we, can we? And I love Matt Miller's great, but Matt Miller doesn't have the box like those. He's not as he's not as uptight about the his world as they are in that way, right? But I like I like the box, man. I like having the box and the, the confidence thing. I, I got lucky. It was that was one of those auditions where in the room. I mean, that the, it was at the height, man. Everyone in LA loved it. Everyone in LA knew the show. I don't know how about it, I don't know if it, it had won awards already. It was it was part of the zeitgeist already when I read for it. And I, in the in the, I don't remember who they were, but I remember in the room knowing everyone in the room. Like you recognized every actor in that room. They had all done stuff. They had all worked. They were all good. And it was one of those moments where it's like, okay, here's my take. Here's my take on it. This is what I think the guy does and is. And and this is the other thing they don't, I don't know if you know this, but they they never told you who you were actually reading for and with. Oh no. So like all the names had been changed. So when you get the audition scene, it's a scene from the show, but they don't want anyone to know what's happening in the show. So they've changed the names. Okay. And so I just figure I just I was like, oh, this guy's talking to Don Draper. This has to be with Don. Right. You know, if he's going to come out, if he's going to, it was this, the Benny Hanna scene, my, was my audition scene. Okay. And I was like, oh, he's talking to Don Draper and he's, he's fucking with him. He thinks he's as good as Don Draper. And right. So that's the guy he's got to, he's got to be as confident, but he's got to do it differently. So it's got to be with a smile. Right. And that's, I, I guessed correctly in the sense of like, of like what they were looking for, for the role and then brought my, my, my spice to it. Um, yeah. It was fun, man. It was, oh my God, that it was sort of what a dream. What a dream. Everyone, man. Jay Ferguson, I, uh, we had worked together on Judging Amy. And, and then Slattery, we had worked together for a minute on Housewives. So when I walked into my first table read, there's two guys I know and love. And Slats is like, hey, Grom, come over here, man. You know Jay already. Cool. You know John. Hey, this is Lizzie. This is, yeah, sit down. Welcome to the, you know, welcome to our, you know. And then Matt Weiner would come in and be like, okay, welcome everyone. So you're now part of the Mad Men family. Um, do not tell anybody what your character's name is. Do not tell me what year it is. If you do, we will recast you and we'll reshoot without you. Welcome to the show. He's <laughs> like, if you want to read, if you want to read lines, do not read them with anyone else. We have someone to do that for you. Right. And, uh, if you tell anybody, if you tweet about it, if you, you know, I think Twitter was just happening. Like if you, if you talk about it, if you tweet about it, if you put it on social media, we will recast you and we will, we will do it without you. Right. Welcome. <laughs> Welcome. I often wondered about this because of the merger and everything else that that happened through the show were you secure that you were staying around did you know the story enough did you know that they were going to bring you on continue with you or was there a point where you were sort of living in that limbo of of maybe getting downsized the Chevy, the Chevy thing. Yeah. By that point, I felt pretty confident. I felt like, okay. I felt like I had a, I had a place, I had a place in the world, but it, it was, I never got overconfident right. in the sense that I, you know, I never didn't show up prepared. Like that was, I didn't get to like, oh, they need me now. You know what I mean? Like I always, I always felt like I was replaceable, Right. but I didn't really get, a, I wasn't really afraid. Like, like, you know, like when I got cast, I was cast as a guest, a day player. Yeah. I think that's where I'm going. Because it felt like you just kind of kept surviving. It felt like a four to six episode arc rival for Don. And then you'd go yes. away. That's what that's yeah. sort of what I thought when I when I was watching you and watching you on the show. I was like, God, that's so great 
I think that's more my feeling is like that was that was so great. That was so awesome. What a great character. And then just kind of kept feeling like you were not gonna be there for that long. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? And not in like a bad way, but just like, oh, that's kind of what I what I expected the story to be. And then and then I was just so happy for you and and obviously loved the character and was glad you were around. Well, Brian, this away. is this is what I do. I show I show up on a show as a guest star and yeah. then I just sink my hooks into them. <laughs> and I just charm the pants off of them and I, and I won't let them let me leave. Yeah. I won't let them, you know, Paula Malcolmson on, on Deadwood. Uh, she, she said to me that, you know, at this end of season one, uh, Milch was going to kill her character. He was, she was supposed to die at the end of season one. Okay. And she went up to Milch and she's like, you're not killing me. And her, in her beautiful Irish accent, she's ain't killing me. You can't kill me. You have to keep me. And he did. He was like, he got scared of her. And he kept her. She lasted the whole, the whole, the whole series. Uh, I, 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 yeah, I, I, there was a sense of that at first, you know, it was cast as like two, maybe three episodes and it was day stuff, man. I got my first episode was one day. The next episode I did like maybe a day and a half, two days. And then, um, I think the first three or four episodes were day rates. It was like a, you come in for the day. Here's, here's what right. we're going to pay you. There was no negotiation. It was madman. It's like, yeah, yeah, I'll do whatever you want, man. Right, and then there was there was a scene where I was still day I was still day playing or at least guest starring, and there's the scene where I've now I've I have Peggy. Peggy has come to work for me, yeah. And we have that scene where it's it's New Year's Eve, and we're looking at the commercial, and I walk into her office, and um, they were like, look at each other a little longer. And we're like, it's weird. like we look, we're looking, you know, the cameras over here, and like you know, we're we're looking down together, and we look up and look at each other, and look back down, and they go, just just linger on the look a little longer. And Lizzie and I are both like, why? What's what's wrong with you? And they're like, just look at each other longer. Like, you dumbasses, you're going to have a relationship <laughs> later. We're setting up the relationship. And I'm like, oh, oh. And that was like to the end of a season. Right. I didn't have any commitment to be on. I was like, yes, yes. <laughs> I'll like, look yes. at her as long as, as long, you want. And then, they're like, hey, like, and then they're like, they're like, too much, Rom. Too much. Back it up. Back it up. <laughs> Way too much. Way too much. So, no, no, that's now, now you've ruined it. Now you've ruined it. Oh, God, so good. You deserve to treat yourself. So turn your tax refund into a U-fund and give yourself a Straight Talk Wireless Extended Silver Unlimited plan and a brand new Samsung A14 on them. Straight Talk Unlimited plans start at $25 a line per month for four lines. You're going to save so much, you're going to be enjoying that refund all year long. It's the refund that keeps on refunding. Who wouldn't like a few extra bucks in their pocket? I certainly would. Money for a golf round, perhaps? Tickets to a concert or a game? Straight Talk is a great everyday value on wireless. Plus, it all runs on the most reliable 5G network in America. So treat yourself to Straight Talk today. Find Straight Talk at straighttalk.com or at your local Walmart store. Taxes and fees not included. Offer valid through April 14th, 2024, while supplies last. Online only. Must purchase a Straight Talk Extended Silver Unlimited plan to qualify. Limit of five phones per customer. Family plan discount with four lines all on the Silver Unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount. Straight Talk utilizes the network with the most first place rankings and root metrics. 1H 2023 5G reliability assessments of 125 metros. Results may vary. Not in endorsement there's plenty to celebrate in march and ex
National Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get 150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Ready to unlock a world of entertainment? Philips Roku TV has America's favorite TV streaming platform built in. So you can watch live TV, catch every game, discover must-see shows and hit movies, and get all the best streaming apps in one place, like iHeart, for all your favorite music, radio, and podcasts. Watch what you want, when you want. Immerse yourself in entertainment with premium 4K picture and sound for every budget, with sizes for every room. Find your perfect Philips Roku TV today, online or at your local Walmart and Sam's Club. So many shows you've been on that I watch actually too. Uh, Bates Motel was so a fun, fun one for oh, me. So Vera Farmiga, um, oh. she's so amazing. She's so, she does. she's so Brian. She's so there's there's a handful of actors I've worked with, and she's one of them. Elizabeth, Elizabeth Moss is another one. Um, Hams also another one. Uh, Time Daly another one. Where in a scene, my coverage, the camera's on me. And I'm watching them act, and they're so good, it takes me out of the scene. Where I'm like, holy shit, that's good. I should, wow, wow, that's really good. Like, this is what's playing in my head. Right. And then I'm like, oh shit, I'm supposed to talk now. Um, So, uh, Dawn, (laughs) uh, like seriously, Vera for me, it happened. There was a scene with her and Nestor and I in my office in, of Bates motel two of them, she was sick. Like, like this, like, like had the flu ish, you know, way before COVID you could be sick on set. Like right. I was sick, like almost falling asleep in between takes, you know, like, like they, they give her some tea and she'd cuddle up and like take a little nap. And, um, but being the trooper that she is, she stayed. And now it's my coverage, man. We've already shot her. She's done. So she could have gone home. They, we could easily have, a stand-in, read the lines for me. And a lot of people would just go home at that point. She stayed, and it's my coverage. And then she starts acting, and I'm like, holy shit. That is not only different than what you did, but unique and specific to for me that you're doing this. And I'm the only person that gets to watch this right now. And I was like, Elizabeth Moss, same thing. There's a scene when I tell her, I've decided that I'm 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 going to California. And she's, you know, she says, Aren't you glad you get to make those decisions? Or and uh, and my coverage man, she she come, she leaned into me, and I was like, literally, I was like, holy fuck balls, that is amazing, that's so good, and I'm the only person that ever gets to see that. That was yeah. for me, and then it's just a given. It's what a you know, it's what a scene partner is supposed to be, and but you, you don't always get that, you know. So when 
when you do, it's, it's special and exciting. Yeah. I, um, that's awesome to hear. That's so you can't, I can't tell you how happy I am to hear that about her. I have yeah. not worked with her. Um, you get mistaken for Spader. I, yeah. Oh yeah. Not, not as much anymore. Um, although I, I, there used to be, there's uh, Antonio's pizza in the, like on Ventura Boulevard in Sherman okay. Oaks. I don't know if it's still there for the long, for a long time. It was my headshot that I signed James Spader. When we put it up. Um, cause when I first got to LA, I, this woman on a red carpet, I don't know how I was on this red carpet. I did, I had no business being there. It was for volcano with Pierce Brosnan and it was, it was terrible. You know, you'll never see it. Um, so we're, I'm walking, I, I don't know how I'm on the red carpet. This woman, James, 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 James. I'm finally like, James, fucking answer her already. And I turned around like, what, are you, what are you? And she's like, James pointing at me. And I'm like, just come here, come here. And I walk over and I go, who do you think I am? She goes, you're James Spader. And I go, I'm really not. She goes, oh, just sign it. And I went, all right. <laughs> I signed James Spader and walked away. I was like, sure. I'll, okay. I'm not going to argue with you anymore. I know who I am. Um, but I, it was, uh, what was the, what was the, what was his show? With William Shatner. Oh, um, of course. Uh, 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 Boston Legal. Boston Legal. No, Boston Legal. Yeah, Boston Legal. I had an audition. This is before I was a golfer. I had an audition to go play uh, Julie Bowen's ex-husband, like a two-episode okay. thing, to be her ex-husband who was a professional golfer. And it, it was a nothing. It was a nothing part. It was like I knew it wasn't going to go anywhere. It was a guest spot. And I was like, and I, I, James, we still looked enough alike that I was like, I, I, this is my moment. This is right. my Danny DeVito walking in. Who the fuck wrote this moment? You know, you know that story. Um, but this is my moment. So I'm going to walk. I walked, I drove this is David Kelly's studios down in Manhattan beach, right? Drive all the way down there, park my car. I go in for the audition. Haven't even looked at the sides. Haven't even looked. I'm not, I'm not there to audition. And I walk, I wait my turn. And I walk into the casting and producer's room and they're casting the producers there. I'm like, Hey, they're like, are you ready? I'm like, Nope. That, this part's not for me, but I'm here to tell you that I should be Spader's brother. I've signed his autograph. We look alike. I could be, I could be uh, some kind of drug addict or whatever. I come to steal from him, but like yeah. you should write a part for me where I am Spader's brother. And I'm expecting them to go, Oh my God. Yes. Look at you. You just like him. Of course you're young Spader silence <laughs> just dead silence and they and then 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 there's like i feel i feel the anger they're like are you fucking kidding me and they look at me and they're like so are you gonna read and i'm like no i'm good and they go thank you and i was like okay thanks a lot guys see you and i walk out and i was like i never i never got an audition for those again i never i never got i never was had an audition down there for like the next five years they're like i got little little asterisks next to my name and i was not called back you should have called me i would have i would have put you in the office as robert california's brother oh my god how did i not oh i should have been robert california's brother i think you would have at least gotten a laugh out of our crew. <laughs> I don't know if, if it would have happened. Was was, was Allison Jones still casting at Al, that point? Yes, Al with Allison Jones. Yes. Oh, she would have got I would have got a laugh out of Allison because she, at least she knows me. Yes. Oh, that's 100%. Funny. That is funny. Um so much great work. Uh Love Victor. Uh yeah. Madam Secretary you worked with on Madam Secretary. I have to bring this up because we started with this Guys that I worked with, I've totally lost touch. This is one of those things where 
he definitively will not remember me. But every time I see him, I get that same warm and fuzzy feeling in circa 19. There we go. We're starting with a 19. Oh, 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 it's early. 1997 or 98. Some of you haven't been born yet. I had a a friend who got a play at the New York Stage and Film Festival. And they have sort of a company of actors. And I think that they're like a pick to come and do this play reading was Jelko Ivanic. And I remember watching him for those, I don't know, two weeks of working on this. And I was like, oh, this guy is incredible. So he's another one that whenever I see him on anything, including Damages, which I watched, which he won an Emmy for. He was great. He was great on Damages. So good on Damages. You enjoyed working with him? Oh, Jelko. Oh, oh, Jelko. Oh, my God. Uh, He's another one. He's another one of those people that you're like, are you kidding me? He's small. He's not a big man. No. He's thin. He's short. But he has a presence that is haunting. Yes. When he once when he needs to be and terrifying when it needs to be, he has this he had this moment with this girl in the, one scene in the Oval Office, and he puts his hand up to her face in the scene, like he's gonna rip her face off. And he got he like I was watching it was, it was a master class on how to be big when you're not big. Like he had his arms up and he does this thing with this girl and she was towering over him. And this girl, uh, the actual the person, the actress melted. She was like terrified of this man. He's and he and he and on top of that, the best part is he is the kindest, so sweet, most unassuming, humble, sweet. How's your family? How are you doing? You know, just like he and Taya, I, 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 I could, I would have done that show for for as long as they would have had me. I would have, I would have gladly done four or five more years of that. Just they, so lovely. Eric Stoltz was one of the directing producers, is great as well. Um, just like another another family atmosphere where everybody comes to work to work hard and it's you know, have fun and here we're gonna do our best version of this and we're gonna go home to our families you know um but Shelko, man he's a he's a stud what a great dude another one yeah another one i could just watch him in scenes i'm totally. like holy shit that's so cool oh wait my turn <laughs> <laughs> um i mean your career is just it's amazing i mean it truly is a dream the variety of roles that you've been able to play Literally, I do not have time. I'm way too busy a person to talk about every show that you've ever been in. You have to go work on your chipping. I've got to go. Yeah, I got to go work on my golf. Um, And not only an amazing career, but also, speaking of chipping, a great humanitarian. One of these years, I'm going to do it. You have my pledge here. It's recorded for posterity. The ROM Celebrity Golf Tournament. You give so much to St. Jude's. Talk to me about that, your passion for St. Jude's, how that came about, and your, your commitment through your golf tournament to them. My first ever job, as I told you earlier, was that Everything's Relative show. That was a Wit Thomas production. Wit Thomas, as in uh, Danny Thomas's son, Tony Thomas, is the Thomas and Wit Thomas. And we pretty much shut Wit Thomas down. They did soap. They did Golden Girls, and I, yeah. I shut the doors on them as well. I've, I've shut the doors on a mini show. I shut the doors on that whole pers- that whole building went down. Man. We, we shut it down. Um, so I have that claim to fame. So I felt like I owe the Thomas family something by shutting those doors. So that was my first connection with St. Jude, and then you know I be- I met Patrick, and Patrick started his tournament, 
uh, now 12 years ago, Patrick Warburton, started his tournament uh, 12 years ago, I believe now. And Clark Rainey, who runs Patrick's tournament, Clark called me about five years ago and said, hey, we want to do an East Coast version of this and we want you to be the namesake. And I said, well, uh, okay. And my wife was on the phone. We were going somewhere and I put my wife was on speaker with me. And I said, so clearly you've gotten to the R's in your Rolodex and no one else was stupid enough to say yes. Because, Are you kidding me? Like you want me to go to Florida where I don't have any family or know anyone, where I'm going to have to have people fly across country. I, I knew that we could do it. And I was excited to try. And um, I, I, once you go to that hospital, um, you, you, you will you will do anything you can to support to support it. It's a it's a special place for many many reasons. Uh, the least of which is that they are trying to keep kids from dying of cancer. That is the least of which it is amazing. Uh, they share all their uh, research. Everything's free. Uh, it's also interesting that in the 1950s, Danny Thomas decided to do it in Memphis, Tennessee, and took everyone regardless of color, creed, or religion, uh, which was a big deal at the time. Yeah. Uh, so there's, there's a lot of reasons that place that place is, it, and it's, it's hopeful. I, I don't like hospitals. My mom was a nurse. There was a lot of death in my family. So I don't like being around hospitals in general. And um, this place feels different. It just, it feels, people are walking around there with smiles on their faces and it's, there's hope. There's hope there. And so I, I, I would do anything I could to help. And so, um, and I'm, I'm proud. My name's on it. It's awesome. Thank you for your generosity and your work. I want you to know, you know, we don't see each other very often, but it is always so, so my pleasure. Thank you so much for joining me. I, and I, for- before, I feel the same way, Brian. I feel the same way, man. And like, I think last time we ran into each other was at the, at the BMW, like four or five years ago. Yep. And every time I see you on those tournaments on TV playing, I get so excited. Other people, I'm like, how the fuck did that guy get invited to the tournament? Every time I see you, I'm excited. You, you deserve it. You're a good guy. I'm proud of you. Uh, um, and I, I was, I, again, one more apology. I was so wrong about the office. It was really good. It was really, really good. You were amazing. Wow. Uh, Steve, turns out Corel turns out Corel. You can do, it can be an American office. turns out. I didn't know. I didn't know. Yeah. I was wrong. I was wrong. I admit it. I admit it freely. I apologize for the condescension. Um, you and your two yeah. houses and your private golf club membership. I deserve it. Um, <laughs> let me, let me, let me just say this. Let me just say this. I am very, very glad you were wrong as well. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks, Thank you Brian. so much, Kevin. My pleasure. My pleasure. Buddy. Cheers. Kevin, thank you so much. This was such a treat. Congratulations again for all you are doing for St. Jude's. And yes, I will join you on the course next week year. I truly mean that. Thanks so much for your time and, well, your deep diviness. And listeners, make sure to catch us on Thursday this week for a sports edition of Off the Beat. I'll also be back at it next Tuesday. One might call it double the fun, double the the magic, double the me, basically. Did I just coin a catchphrase? Maybe. I'm going to talk to you soon. Off the Beat is hosted and executive produced by me, Brian Baumgartner, alongside our executive producer, Ling Lee. Our producers are Diego Tapia, Liz Hayes, Hannah Harris, and Emily Carr. 
Our talent producer is Ryan Papa Zachary, and our intern is Sammy Katz. Our theme song, Bubble and Squeak, performed by my great friend, Creed Bratton, and the episode was mixed by Seth Olansky. You deserve to treat yourself. So turn your tax refund into a U-fund to give yourself a straight talk wireless extended silver unlimited plan and get a new Samsung Galaxy A14 on them. You can get a great everyday value on wireless with straight talks unlimited plans starting at $25 a line per month for four lines. You're going to save so much. You'll be enjoying that refund all year long. It's the refund that keeps on refunding. Find Straight Talk at straighttalk.com or at your local Walmart store. Taxes and fees not included. Offer valid through April 14th, 2024 while supplies last. Online only. Must purchase a Straight Talk extended silver unlimited plan to qualify. Limit of five phones per customer. Family plan discount with four lines all on the silver unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Does money stress you out? Let Facet flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding Facet immediately put us at ease. Facet's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us Facet for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit Facet.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by Facet. Facet Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current Facet members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome.